Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Hi, welcome to today's episode uh, where I'm going to talk a bit about how to put some expenses on a diet. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a term that kind of came up when, um, when I was pregnant with my daughter and I'd been self-employed and was obviously not going to work for a period of time. So I became quite focused on limiting and reducing my, um, my expenses as much as possible because I wasn't sure how long it would be until I would go back to work. Um, so I, I, yeah, coined this, my expenses diet, and it's actually something that I do every year and it's a process I take clients through as well. And I thought considering the current environment where, you know, we're reading a lot about inflation and we're also experiencing the prices of things going up and, and there's this, you know, talk of more rate rises on, on interest rates and all of that. What can we actually do to impact our spending and the things that are just just trying, you know, I guess strip the fat out of out of our budgets to, to a certain extent. So there's there's a few things that, that I'll go through, and some of these you may have already done, or others you may not have, um, or you've haven't necessarily you've thought about them but haven't actually done anything about it. So this might just be a little reminder to get out there and take action. <laughs> um, so I suppose the first and probably the most obvious one, which is is hitting the hardest is the interest rate on um, on home loans and mortgages and and investment loans and personal loans and all of that. So to I guess the first one is obviously you have the loan so you can't it's not like you can replace it with anything. So we're trying to look at minimizing it. Um, and this is actually something that even when interest rates were were quite low, my my husband and I were, were lucky when we we bought our house. The interest rates were sort of down around the the three and a half percent mark. And um, but even then we we shopped around and I was amazed at the, the range of, of offerings in terms of interest rates. Um, and this is where it's also useful to, to speak to a good uh, mortgage broker because they can, they can have a look at the different options that are out there and what's actually right for you. To be honest, we um we did talk to a mortgage broker, but um, listening I don't think was was his strong suit because when I said I wanted the simplest loan possible with the lowest interest rate, um, he gave me one that I could split ten ways. Well, he offered one that could go ten different ways and do all these things. I was like, no, 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 you're not listening to me. <laughs> That's not what I want. So so having a, a clear idea of of what you actually want because for me the most important part is simplicity and flexibility as well. I don't like to be penalized for for doing something that actually works for me. So um, so looking at you know, the, the fees to set up, looking at the actual interest rate itself, and quite often the, the non-banks um, are doing a lot better. We, we ended up going for an online bank. Um, they still had physical staff in Brisbane um, because there is like physical signing and so forth that you need to do when, when you're finalizing a loan. And I loved that I could speak to somebody locally as well. It just made, it just made the whole process a little bit easier. Um, so there's that. And then there's also the concept of, of an offset account versus a redraw. Um, the offset account interest rate was actually higher than the redraw account. Uh, and for our circumstances, it wasn't actually the right thing. So we just went with a redraw. But it's a question to ask yourself, your mortgage broker, if you have one, and then also the financial institution that you're looking at as what actually is the difference in the interest rate and how does that play out over time? 
Is it actually beneficial for you to pay a higher interest rate to have an offset? So offset, just I'm, I'm sure a lot of you know what this is, but it's basically having your money sitting in the loan account, um, reducing the, the the principal balance of the loan and the interest rate is applied to that lower balance. It depends, I suppose, on how much extra cash you actually have and also what interest rates are doing um, outside of the, the loan environment too, because as interest rates go up, the amount you can earn on income on sort of cash can go up too. So anyway, there's a few things to think about and if you have a mortgage broker that's you know worth their weight and salt they're going to help you calculate all of that so that's that's one thing to to think about that's your your actual home loan rate and if you've got an investment property similar concepts apply if you've got personal loans I would highly recommend paying those down as quickly as possible. Definitely try and get it at a better interest rate. Um, and if you've got credit card debt, look at one of those zero balance transfers that have, or sorry, 0% on balance transfers so that you can at least minimize the amount of interest you're paying and really just hammer it because those interest rates are killers. You know, you're looking at you know, 15%, 18%, some of them are 25% and that's just, that's just astronomical. <laughs> so definitely focus on paying them down as quickly as possible and then get rid of the cards. So the next the next sort of lever, I guess, or the expense that you can try and put on a diet is insurance. Um, we all pay a lot in insurances. <laughs> if you're if you're a um, if you're a landlord, you might pay landlord insurance. You're a homeowner, you're going to be paying home and contents insurance. Um, and even if you're renting, you're likely paying contents insurance. Then there's health insurance potentially as well. And there's just, there's, then there's the personal insurances, you know, there's, you know, life, TPD, total and permanent disability, there's trauma insurance, there's income protection. There's, there's a myriad of things that you can pay insurances for. So being able to minimize those as much as possible. And a lot of the, the sort of personal like household type insurances, there are a lot of providers out there. So shop around because I even just call up my insurance company once a year and go, okay, um, how much are you going to pay me or give me a discount to keep me? Because while I actually don't really like to change because it's quite a bit of effort, um, I also don't like when I see advertising that says, oh, we're going to give new customers this kind of discount. I was like, well, what about your existing customer? You know, um, I, would, I would appreciate a loyalty discount. So, um, and they're pretty amenable to that. They're usually just waiting for somebody to ask most of the time because most people don't. Um, and you never know unless you ask. The worst they can say is no. So that's that's another one too. So and you can ha then there's comparison websites out there. You know, like compare the market, Finder, Canstar. There's a lot of them there that you can have a little look on. Um, just be mindful that some of them actually have the providers pay them to be on there. So just make sure it's it's as uh, objective as as possible. Um, the next thing is groceries. Um, I don't know about you, but my, my grocery bags feel a lot lighter and I'm paying more whenever I leave the store. So I've been on a bit of a mission over the last few months to, to kind of investigate prices. And, and I did a bit of a cost analysis between Costco and Coles and like Woolies. So those, and this was with stuff that wasn't on sale and I was using branded things. So I tried to compare it with Aldi and it was a little bit different because Aldi's range is not quite the same. Um, it's a bit more limited and it's also not branded. Some things aren't organic, whereas I was, I like to buy organic if I can. Um, and across, the comparison between sort of your standard supermarkets and Costco was a 
cheaper price um, per on a per unit basis with Costco. You do pay more when you walk out of the store, but you come out with a lot more as well. So it, it is buying in bulk. And to be honest, I, I mainly buy the um, the non-perishable things because then I can store them. So I have them sitting in my laundry. I've got some things in my garage, um, but it just sits there and, and I don't have to, to worry about it too much. So have a look at those possibilities and see if they're going to work for your family. I mean, we're a pretty small family that like there's just myself, my husband and my daughter. So it's, it is a bit of a, it, it does take some planning and juggling to buy in bulk. But if you're a bigger family, it might actually make a lot more sense especially with some of the the um the coal produce and meats and things as well so and then the other thing too when it, we don't often think about this but with fresh produce farmers markets are actually quite good um, so I, I shop I mainly shop at farmers markets um, for my fresh produce and in terms of some of the things like lettuces and stuff like that I actually grow my own so I, I don't buy lettuce I don't buy kale I actually I'm one of those strange people I really like kale um, and it literally will grow in pretty much any environment and any sort of like um, weather I've my kale grows year-round the only problem I have with it is white fly but I'm not even going to go into the gardening side um, but look at just growing some of the things and her herbs as well Her, like basil if you live in a warm climate basil will grow like a weed um, and just some of the other herbs that you use regularly because the other problem is when you buy them at a shop you've got to buy a bunch and you might not use that bunch and then you end up throwing most of it out so I much prefer being able to just go to my garden pick exactly what I need and then there's no wastage either so and then I know how it's grown I don't use sprays it's just yeah it's um, completely natural as well and it is cheaper and a lot of the time the plants I buy, I either buy, I either um, grow from siege or there's a man at the farmer's market who I, sp- I think I spent like $3 on a plant and that plant will last me at least a year, if not more, depending on the season and, and what, um, yeah, for instance, coriander doesn't go through summer. So I usually have to buy or I take the seeds from previous year's plant and then I just plant them again the next year. Anyway, like I said, I don't want to go down the, the gardening rabbit hole. But growing your own can actually be a really good idea to and a good way to save some money. Then um, the next thing, so the number, that was three. So we looked at mortgage rates, insurances, and groceries. Now number four um, is phone plan. Um, just recently, I'd, um, I actually reduced my phone plan down from, I think I was paying $138 a month um, down to 58 so that's that's not um that's you know pretty nice amount of spare change to to gain and in my case circumstances were at the time that we didn't have home internet so I had a higher internet plan on my phone but now we have NBN I don't need that anymore and I just hadn't gotten around to changing it until my husband made a comment I was like oh, I really should just get in and do it and yes it was a 45 minute call with Telstra but in the end it was a good result and I ended up um spending a lot less so it's, it's a good idea to just review it and see see if you can save some money um, in terms of making a little bit of extra cash selling stuff just looking around your house and just seeing what you can sell um, just this week I sold some covers for my garden my when we pre we did a big backyard reno and pre that I was using these pest covers um, and I just sold some on Facebook Marketplace. I even sold some old toys that my daughter wanted. They were Paw Patrol um, toys. And um, yeah, so you just, I mean, you're not going to obviously become rich over that depending on how how you do it. But for the most part, that just adds a little bit of extra cash in your pocket. 
And then you buy secondhand as well. There's, especially at the moment, there's a huge secondhand market. It's really grown. We haven't, we haven't really needed to, to be as conscious about our spending and our consumption over the last few years. Everything's been so kind of available um, in terms of you know, cost and price, not necessarily supply chain, but that's another story. So it's buying secondhand and, and getting used to the fact that we're, you know, we're not adding more landfill to the planet. It feels good as well. You're not having more packaging arrive. You're reusing, you're sharing. It's a great. That's why I love when I see those little book exchanges in front of people's houses and people come and they exchange books and it's, you know, it feels, feels nice to create some connection in, in the community. Um, so then also we move into cooking rather than constantly buying takeout. Now I realize some takeouts are quite cheap, but to be perfectly honest, nutrition is important. What we put in our bodies, the cheaper the takeout, some of those fast food chains, the quality of the food, there's, there's very little nutrition in them. So to actually eat quality food, you either have to pay quality for takeout or and then it becomes cheaper to actually cook it at home. And you can turn it into a family event. My daughter, she's only seven, but she had this idea um, over the weekend. She's like, let's choose something we can all make. Because it, it was born out of the fact I had a hissy fit that I was making two, sometimes three different meals for three people overnight. And so she said, oh, how about we each choose a meal? One, you know, we'll, we'll take it in turns and we'll cook it together. And then we'll all eat the same thing together. And because uh, um, dinner times is family time. We always sit together and eat. No distractions, no fun phones, nothing. So, um, so yeah, so it's, it's gone pretty well so far. My, um, my first one, she, you know, I had salmon with, um, homemade mashed potatoes and steamed green beans and, um, yeah, she, she doesn't, she's, she's all right. And it also gets her to try things as well too, which she might normally try, but she ended up liking it all. Um, and then we, so we've sort of rotated around so far. I mean, we're only a few days into it. We haven't even been doing it for a week yet, but I love the idea that we can do it together. And it was her idea as well. So it's a nice way. And then whatever leftovers you have, you can take them for lunch the next day. And if you're buying in bulk, you can also maybe do a bit of a bulk cook up and generate not just meal for dinner, but then make sure everybody has has leftovers, which also minimizes the burden of, oh, what am I going to make the kids or myself for lunch the next day? It actually makes life a lot easier. Um, the other thing too is in, when you can still go out, but maybe have picnics. Um, my, um, we've got, my, we've got a uh, like folding table and tablecloth. And, and one night we actually just went out and had like a nice glamorous picnic as a family. We picked a spot. We, we live not far from, um, from Morton Bay on the water. And so we went down there and we had like uninterrupted water views. We had our table, our tablecloth. We had, you know, the proper cutlery and everything. It was actually really nice. And yes, it was food that we, you know, cooked and worked on at home, but it was, it was still a lovely, um, evening out for the family and it just just have a bit of fun with it then as well and same thing goes for lunches when you go out for a day take some food with you um, then you're often getting better quality food anyway and then you're not getting hangry because that's what that's what started me on the process of bringing lunches to places is like oh what if there's nothing to eat when I'm hungry and food that I like or can eat <laughs> so I got used to always bringing my stuff whenever I traveled so now we just sort of do that at home so there's there's a good um, what do we got about ten oh what are we three about eight ideas of ways to to save some money. So I'll just recap them all. So mortgage rate comparison, ask for a better deal, and um, insurances same thing. Do some comparisons. Groceries look at alternatives like you know buying in bulk and growing your own and shopping at farmers markets. Uh, look at your phone plan and what you actually need. 
Uh, same thing goes for streaming and internet, by the way. Um, sell some stuff if you want to make if you can make some extra cash. Uh, buy secondhand uh, rather than always buying new stuff <laughs> with lots of packaging. Um, and then have some family cooking nights with leftovers for lunches. And look at going out for picnics for lunch or dinner instead of going to restaurants, which, you know, the prices, I was amazed recently. Um, we went out for my birthday and it was a place that it turned into a tapas bar. And they had this like broad bean burger for like $42. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like a broad bean burger? Really? I was I was quite shocked. So needless to say, I didn't get that. But um, yeah, it, was, it, it sort of made me realize, wow, going out's actually not that fun anymore because the prices are just becoming a bit ridiculous. Um, so yeah, so I hope that that's helpful and it might've even sparked some ideas you already had of what you want to do. And I'm telling you just, it's worth taking action on because it also feels really good when you, when you sort of empower yourself to make some changes, positive changes in your family environment. And like I said, you can make it not just about the money, but being able to bring family together, shop locally, support farmers, um, the, the languaging and the mindset we have around it and the energy we put towards it is also really important. If it's constantly about, oh, I can't afford it. Oh, it's not about it. You know, I don't want to spend the money. And I don't. Also make it about something else that's a bit more uplifting, <laughs> a bit more um, helpful to others as well. Um, and it then also helps ourselves. So it's, it's a really, it's a nice thing to do, uh, not just from a financial perspective. So anyway, I hope that was, was useful and enjoy the rest of your day.